On tonight's episode of JV to the Pros, some of the content would be considered adult or mature. Listener discretion is advised. Gave you where we started, now we on to something new. Let me introduce you to some of the fresh crew. Hollywood Jack, get a leader of the pack. Corey, I'm your man, Ramsey coming in stacked. Robin with the Y, chilling in the nest. Holding down the crew, can't forget the rest. Queen of Queens, carrying, yet she taking no mess. Bring your A game, cause there ain't none less. Paco Lessman standing, yeah, you know how it goes. Rounding out the best, JV to the pros. And we are on the other side of New Year's with JV to the pros, season three, episode one. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner, Corey, the Iron Man Ramsey. And as soon as you hear his voice, you will know his streak of never missing an episode has continued. Corey, are you there? Is the streak alive? Just call me Cal. You best believe it. <laughs> I am here. And good to see everybody. It's good to see you, Jack. Good to uh, you see know, you we, too. We're racking up so many movies that we have to see together. It's it's just, it's crazy. You know, Robin with a Y, of course, I see all the time. Paco, Last Man Standing, the Queen of Queens. It's good that all of you are back here for uh, 2021. Yeah, the Queen of Queens is, um, is just about done healing. She hasn't gotten her sense of smell back yet, but she's getting there. Does she have COVID? She had it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's at the, she's at the tail end, but she went through um, like three weeks of. Wow. Really oh strong. I had no idea. Jeez. Yeah. I had no idea, man. I'm we, sorry we, to hear that. We were, we were worried yeah. about her for a while, but um, she, she hasn't gotten her sense of taste or smell back yet, but, um, <clears throat> but she's definitely getting better. She's getting her energy. Um, not quite like normal. She tires out, but uh, she's getting there. Good. My sister had it and she has, she was like sick for about a week. And then she says the same thing. She's, she tires very easily. And then my son, Damien is recovering from it. Also, he was diagnosed last week. Oh, so shout out um, to Damien. Hope you're feeling better, baby. Damien, get better. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think, I mean, overall as the show goes and we've, you know, definitely blended as a family, I think, we're pretty fortunate if you think about it out of the five of us, you know, one person yep. got it and she's pretty much, you know, healing. As soon as she gets her taste of smell back and a taste of um, a sense of taste back. Um, yeah. She'll be back to normal. So anyway, um, so let's let, we're going to have to let the audience know that um, sometimes um, odd situations happen in our lives and they turn out to um they turn out to work out um oddly in our favor um we are actually doing the show on january 6th 2021 and we were supposed to do the show on january 5th but i have signed to do three films all of which i'm working working on in the month of january and um graciously you guys agreed to move the show back a day and by complete chaotic coincidence um here we are on january 6th 2021 and we have basically had a mob scene at the capitol building in which protesters who don't like the outcome of the election 
decided they were going to go grab the electoral votes and burn them <clears throat> and began scaling the walls of the Capitol building. And then it was discovered that this was incited from the Oval Office. This was Rudy Giuliani tweeting out, we're going to have trial by, what was it, trial by war or trial by combat? And, Don and Donald Trump Jr. tweeted out something along the lines of, um, we got to put a stop to this. And then the president of the United States was assuring people that the vice president was going to put an end to this fraud. And anyway, long and short of it is um, some of the protesters apparently brought weapons and there was some people that fired at the Capitol building. <clears throat> and um, it's unclear who exactly pulled the trigger, but I'm sure they're going to discover who did this. But um, a woman was shot and killed at this protest. Um, police officers were injured. Protesters were injured and brought to the hospital. And this went on all day today with no leadership resolution, no attempt at, at defusing this from the president. And instead, I think Corey would be able to take the reins as to what he actually tweeted was kind of ambiguous. Well, what he tweeted and also when he uh, stood in front of the mics and he said that the people that are rioting, and these are his words, he called them special. And, you know, the, the election was stolen. So he threw all that in and then also said, okay, we don't want anybody hurt. You know, okay, we love you. We love you. Okay, please go home. But it was not stern. It wasn't, listen, stop this right now. Well, it's you know, just like his, his thing, stand, stand down and stand by. Yeah, it almost is like he likes a front row seat to the craziness and to the to the civil unrest. It's it's almost like he enjoys this. Sure. And you know, to all of the people that are rioting right now in the Capitol and storming the Capitol, we look like a third world country. Mm -hmm. And I've Absolutely. been to and I've been to a few of them. And what I witnessed uh, a few hours ago is very similar to what has gone on in Mogadishu, and that's in uh, Ethiopia. Wait, Mogadishu, that's this reminded, Somalia. This reminded me of- uh, I'm sorry, Somalia. Uh, Venezuela. Yeah. This reminded me of the uprising in Venezuela when they were trying to remove yeah. the president from power. I mean, yes. this is not America. Well, it is. Apparently it is. So well, Trump apparently had tweeted and, and put things on Facebook that was so blatantly false, his Twitter account has been suspended um, nice. for 12 hours. Um, I mean, it's 12 hours, but he tweets so much, that's going to seem like an eternity to him. While we're doing the show, um, I have updates going on on the TV, and I'm looking at footage from inside the Capitol building in which guards... We're standing on the other side of the door on the inside, guns drawn, hammers out, ready to go. Anybody that comes through that door, they were shooting. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, how 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 is this not treasonous? Right. Agreed. It's it's I mean, servile and servile insurrection is what it is. And they're talking about writing up the articles of impeachment, even though there won't be enough time to impeach him. They're trying to make a point in his behavior. Yeah. You know. I love um, this. I love this quote here by Mitt Romney uh, saying the day's events were the result of a selfish man's injured pride and the outrage of his supporters, whom he has deliberately misinformed for the past two months and stirred to action this very morning. Yes. Selfish man's injured pride. You know, and that's a Republican. So it's about Um, time they're starting to condemn his actions. Well, I think many have condemned his actions in the beginning. It just, we, I mean, now no one can defend us. And so I would be very interested to hear from Trump supporters that I know, and I mean like the real Trump supporters, if they're defending us. Yeah. I wonder if and Ben, my, my brother is like a diehard uh, Trump supporter. I, I'm just wondering how we recover from all of this. You know what? We are about to have a change of command, and it is my biggest hope that with this change of command there will be healing and there will be uh there will be healing and there will be um yeah you know a smooth transition of power would be fantastic and i'll tell you tell you the truth with all the uh sleepy joe comments and the 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 wonderment about um joe biden and whether or not he has dementia and this and that i have to say he has been completely presidential for the last couple of months in the way he's conducted himself and demanded the president basically behave like an adult. He just doesn't seem to have it in him. He just doesn't seem to have it in him. And it's so embarrassing, frustrating. I heard from, you know, because I went to school in Canada and I heard from several friends of mine today in Canada and they're looking down at us, not just because they're north of us, they're looking down at us. Yeah. Many countries are. Terrible. Yeah. Yes. We are. Yep. We are a joke. And I don't understand how, how Trump, as he transitioned into just an American citizen, how he plans to be regarded. And I can't imagine he expects to be respected. Right. I don't think he cares at this point. And I think uh, he just, it, it just, it, it doesn't matter to him because he's lost. And there's a famous quote from Attila the Hun and something that I've always thought about for a very long time. And what Attila the Hun said was, it's not so much that I succeed. It is that everyone else around me fails. Right. And that, I think, is is what is going on with him. He just wants everybody to fail. And so the country didn't didn't reelect him. So you know what? Let the country burn. That's the attitude. Let it burn. I think that that is, is a really accurate summation of what his attitude is. It's just a big F everybody. Yes. Mm hmm Yes, and um, so, and this is showing how thin-skinned he is. So impeach him, and what I would do is, I, I, I mean, they, they can't do it because you know Congress, and we have to be very careful. 
but he needs to be stripped of his presidency now. Yes. Make the point now. And the other thing, the other thing, um, he sent Pence to make sure that those electoral ballots were invalidated. He sent him to the Capitol to, to take a stand saying that these ballots, and Pence, to his credit, finally grew a spine and didn't do that. And yeah. Trump openly denounced his vice president. Again, right. an unprecedented <laughs> move. He denounced <clears throat> his vice president for not, for not objecting to these electoral ballots. Trump lost. It's amazing he can't get his head wrapped around this. He lost fair and square. I also think part of the problem is that the dirt that's about to be discovered on him and the the exposure to legal problems in his life, I think his life, for the balance of his life, it's about to be a really rotten life from here on out. Okay. Now, here's my take on that. And we talked about this on Stephen Kimbrough's show. And I was very adamant about this. I do not think we need to worry about throwing this man in jail for the BS that he has done in the past. If they're going to storm the Capitol, what makes you think that these idiots are not going to storm and try to get in uh, prison and free him? There's no way we need to put that man in prison. We need for him to just go. And, and you and I disagree because I think there should be consequences to his behavior. Mm -hmm. okay. right. I agree that there should be consequences, but here's the thing. Is it worth it? Yes. Because it is easy for us to say in California that there should be consequences because we are not the ones necessarily putting ourselves at risk. So it's easy for us to say that. But if you're the but if you're the prison guard or the police officer or the military personnel, you know, I'm a former soldier, so I'm not a soldier anymore. Yeah, but I'm, Corey, I'm um, they're not gonna call me. I'm sorry, Paco. Hold your thought for one second. Okay. Because I definitely want to hear from you. They're not gonna call me anymore and say, go stand on that wall and protect that man and protect the former president. Just let his ass go to, uh, just let him be in exile. Really. Just leave him. Get him out of the news. That's what I want. Get out of the news. Up. Yes. Out of our consciousness. Go ahead, Paco. I'm sorry. What we're talking about here is the modern day Bastille. Think about it, guys. Our period in right now is almost like the French Revolution. Sure looks like it. Look what happened. I mean, you had, you know, what was the equivalent of Rosepierre, you know, engaging the people or the, the mob, if you will, trying to incite rebellion and whatnot. I mean, we're in a very insecure position in our history, guys. And, yes, you know, and this is not making, and this is making the case that democracy doesn't quite work the way we want it to be. We have so many idiots. And while we have this man in office, yes, he's, this is terrible. But what about all of these people? You don't know right from wrong. And Jack, you and I have gone around and around over this for the last year and a half, at some point, your brain has to say this is wrong. At some point, your brain has to say that. So you're upset because you think the election was cheated. 
all right, I'm not even going to argue with you on that point. So then to make it right, you decide, I'm going to go storm the Capitol and put everybody at risk and put this entire country at risk. Because I'm but upset. By, by inciting this, yes. the president of the United States who started this, let's face it, I mean, it came from the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. He put the lives of police officers who are now in the hospital at risk. He put the lives of of our leaders in the Capitol at risk. He basically, I honestly think what he did was treasonous. I, I think I, what I, he I, did I, completely. He's, he's a selfish little man. Yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a very little man. And yep. he's asking other people to fight, not because he's got bunions, but because he doesn't have a heart or a backbone to fight his own battles. So now yep. he thinks he has an army of 70 million. Yes. Idiot. But you know what? But he's but, but you know like what? a gangster. He is. But you know what? Let's not give these, these rioters a pass. Because here's the thing. Jack, you're a super guy. And you know I have your back through thick and thin, right? But if As you I tell me... Right, but if you stand there and tell me, even for an hour straight, Corey, rob that bank. Corey, go rob the bank. Take your gun and go shoot somebody. You can say that for an hour, two hours, all day, 24 hours. I'm not going to go and do it. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty persuasive. Yeah, you are, but I have free (laughs) will. You don't know, and all these people that are just smashing in and yelling and hollering and screaming. So it takes that one man. Let me let me tell you something, Corey. To get you to stop doing something. Karen, Queen of Queens, has friends that are huge Trump supporters, and they Mm -hmm. knew nothing about this storming the Capitol today. But they I don't know what kind of Kool-Aid they drank, but but these people who are supporters of Trump said had they known, they would have been in Washington today. I mean, that's down now scary. I mean, I, yep. I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is with these people that are willing to fight to run off a cliff for Trump. I don't understand how he has this hold over people where they don't seem to be able to think for themselves. He tweets, they react. He tweets, they react. Mm-hmm. This is really and truly domestic terrorism at its finest. That's why I do think Trump should be brought up on charges of treason. I do think, I do think he violated his oath as president. Oh, completely, completely. I don't think there's so, any discre- discrepancy about that. Okay, now let me quickly jump. Okay, hang on. But let me quickly jump to the other side here. And so we have to look at what did he actually do or say that was treasonous? Okay. Um, fear enough that I agree. That he's tweeting. Don't allow this to happen. Don't let them steal this election. He knew about this storming the Capitol today because he began tweeting to stoke the fire. He knew what was happening. Yes. I don't know how he knew, but he knew because he's tweeting. He's tweeting as they're increasing their cadence to the Capitol building. Yes, he it's did. Like he knew what was happening. Yes, where's the proof though? This is I don't I don't disagree 
the aesthetics of it all point to him knowing. But if you're going to take this to court and say this is treason, because that's punishable by death. So then where's the proof? He is in the Oval Office with Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump Jr. And Rudy Giuliani standing next to him in the Oval Office and tweets trial by combat. And the president of the United States doesn't see a problem with the president's attorney with his legal counsel putting that out there, which as many people that follow Trump follow Giuliani. He's inciting a coup. Sure he is. Right. Of course so he is. Ask, so can I ask the question one more time? Where is the proof? Where is the proof? If you want to have him up on charges, which is punishable by death, then you can't say, well, he should have said this. No, no, I know. People I'm don't not get, saying, people I'm, don't I'm saying part of his oath is to keep the, the country calm and not have it become a civil war. And instead, he's basically tweeting, not even basically, he's tweeting that this election was stolen, this is fraud, and he's tweeting lie after lie after lie to the point where Twitter and Facebook shut down his accounts. Okay. So maybe, Robin, I'll ask you then. um, My question's not being answered. Maybe Paco can answer it then. Where is the proof that it's treason? That's all I'm saying. The spirit of it, I agree with you. But I'm saying we're going to take him to court. Understood. There's not there's not tangible evidence. I get it. I get it completely. But I agree he still should be freaking. And there goes my mouth, Jack. It's getting close. It's freaking there. (laughs) But I mean, and let me point something out in the in the wake of all this that's going on and Trump trying to convince the registrar in Georgia to turn over 760,000 votes from Biden to Trump so that he would win Georgia. And they refused, obviously. I mean, he was trying to intimidate and bully them into doing that. In the wake of all this, Georgia had two runoffs for the, for the seats in the Senate. And in the midst of all this, the, the Republicans lost the Senate because both those runoffs ended up to be won by Democrats by less than 1%. Oh, that's beautiful. Perfect. Absolutely. So now the Democrats have taken over the Senate. So Trump has lost the Senate, lost the election, and he's losing his credibility moment by moment by moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been a disaster. Think about the legacy he's leaving, too, for his presidency. I mean, it is dirt. It is absolute dirt. He is going to go down in history as the biggest buffoon in the president's office. I, I, I think he may go down in history as one of the three worst presidents. And that includes the guy who was only in office 30 days and died. Like he's, he's, he's along those lines. I think he's caused enough havoc. And I have said to, I've said to Karen that, I thought, okay, for a long time, I said, it's still better that Trump beat Hillary because I really don't think Hillary would have been would have been enjoyable. I don't think now, after watching Trump behave this way for four years, 
I'm sorry, but Hillary has a lot more decorum and integrity than Trump. Trump is a child. Yeah. yeah. Trump is a thin-skinned child. So, so I mean, we don't want to we don't want to spend all night on this, but no, but we I am I am I am in a fury over the fact that we are being embarrassed on a world stage. Yes. And, yes, we are. And, and this is not just humiliating, but it's infuriating that, that this guy can't stop himself from being more and more of a jerk and more and more irresponsible and doesn't realize that the president's words mean something. It can't just be like when we had Rob and Warren on the show and they were like, oh, that's just Trump being Trump. No, you don't get to be Trump being Trump. He sat down with 60 Minutes and immediately yeah. began bitching about the fact that Leslie Stahl said, okay, you ready for some hard questions? And he said, what, what, what? Biden is out having ice cream and they ask him what flavor ice cream he had. And now you're telling me I'm going to get hard questions? Look, you're the president. We don't care what flavor ice cream you're eating. We got questions yeah. for you because you're the president. Put your big boy pants yeah. on and get ready to answer some questions. And he walks out of that interview. Yeah, yeah, the Trump, yeah, that whole Trump being Trump thing is um, that went out the window with boys. With boys will be boys. Just like that's a BS yeah. excuse to treat yeah. women a certain way. It's a BS excuse for his behavior. So here's what I'm going to throw at you guys. You guys don't necessarily have to respond to this, but it's just something. Uh, that I'm just going to throw out, and I just want folks to reflect on. All what's going on right now, could you imagine if that was BLM storming the Capitol? What people would be saying if that was them doing that? And, what, and how police would be pulling their guns and making sure that all of those people were stopped. What you would hear and see on social media, the things that would be said about blacks storming that, it's, it's, just, it's just something to think about. Now, I'll tell, you something, I'll tell you something that is utterly screwed up, and I'm using the word screwed up, but I really right. would rather use an F-bomb there is I yeah. saw parents who brought their very young children to storm the Capitol. Yeah. They yeah. literally were holding yeah. kids that weren't up to their hip and dragged them along to storm the Capitol. They brought their family, they brought their wife and, and child to do this. And it wasn't just one family. There were several that brought these little kids in the middle of this chaos. Personally, I think that's unfit as parents. How come nobody's calling them thugs? They are thugs. And actually, there was a, a senator. There was a senator that um, put the hashtag uh, Trump thugs. Uh, his name? Yeah. His name is Heard. Senator Heard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to find it here. Yeah. <clears throat> William Heard. Will Heard, from, a Republican from Texas, said this should be treated as a coup led by a president that will not be peacefully removed from power. And he said, uh, 
Where the hell did he put it? Anyways, somewhere he had the hashtag Trump thugs. Well, I'll have the, to look fact, the fact that the president has led 70 million of his followers to believe that if you don't like the results of the election, we literally can just force a reversal. It's absurd. It's insulting. Yeah. It's it. This is this today was supposed to be like when you set a table. This was supposed to be the centerpiece being put down in the middle of the table. This was the final moment of where they say, "Okay, everything's been confirmed," and instead you got ten thousand people storming the Capitol. You got leaders hiding under their desk for fear that these completely misled by the president. No. No, 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 don't give them a pass. These are treasonous criminals. Do not give them a pass. I agree with They're you. Not being misled. They are not misled. They these are misled adults. by the president constantly. No, but you know what? But these are but these are adults. What I'm saying is, let's not give them a pass. And I know because I know just like when when BLM was doing their their BS. I didn't give them a pass either when they were doing that's that kind true. of. No, that's true. You did not. I'm across the board. I'm across the board. You break the law, you break the law. Okay, I have to. I have to insert something here. I I misspoke before. So it wasn't uh, Representative Hurd or Congressman Hurd. It was uh, Representative Adriano Espayat. Democrat from New York said this is thuggery at its best and the flames are being stoked by the person currently in our White House. Donald Trump is responsible for this. Hashtag Trump thugs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So the but they're, not they're not misled because that denotes that they are innocent and that they're puppets. No, these are criminals and they need to be arrested as many as you can and throw them in jail. Fill the jails up with I think they've been convinced that they're doing what's best for America, and they've been convinced by the president. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I think they're okay. following the president because they believe he's right, and he's using that to create civil unrest within the country. Well, we have free will, at least for the moment. We have free will. Well, that's so, what I said to you when we started. Right. I said, I don't know what Kool-Aid these people, they seem, they seem to simply react to his every tweet like they've been programmed. All right. They're criminals. I'm going to leave it at that because I know okay, we that's can- a good place, That's a good place to more. shift gears because we still need to talk about our holidays and this and that. But this, this was a very odd thing that we delayed the show a day and it turned out this happened, which I think January 6th, 2021, will be considered one of the darkest days in American history. Yeah. Isn't it funny that all those people that were like, F you 2020, goodbye 2020, and all that kind of stuff. Well, here it is. You wanted 2021. Here it is. There you go. Good way to get uh, started. Well, you know what? We've got two more weeks of Trump and his idiocy, like in that spot, and then we will go back to civility and um, no. healing. No. Well, I gotta say, Biden Biden has been 
very presidential through this. Yes. These people I mean, aren't in a class act. Right. But I mean, my point is these people aren't suddenly going to stop because um, that man gets out of office. Well, I mean, Biden came forward and said, look, you're the president. Get on national TV and put a stop to this. And Trump doesn't do it. Right. Anyways. Anyway, let's, let's right along. We'll do a little commercial break, but we had to address as we're doing the show, you know, this is all going on in Washington. So why don't we take a break, Paco? We'll come back in two and um, we'll shift gears and uh, we'll talk about our holidays and that kind of thing. And then we'll get on to sports and then call it a night. Got it. So I was checking into barnone1.com and seeing all that they offer. Bar none the number one.com. They have certified and qualified professional bartenders and servers that make party guests feel like they're living the high life. Bar none can be contacted at 619-952-9414 and that will be the first step to getting your event on track. Bar None will help you prepare the kind of event that is greater than you imagined. They've done this for years and they know what they're doing. So they can answer your questions and guide you to a successful and memorable event. Call Bar None at 619-952-9414 and let them handle these details so that your guests have a great time with a professional server who knows how to take care of their guests. Now, they know how to make your guests feel like they're going to have a great time in part because the work that Bar None does for an event is unparalleled. Call Bar None at 619-952-9414 and get the process started for your next event with Bar None. Tell them JV to the Pros sent you. And we are back with JV to the Pros Season 3. Look at us, Season 3, Episode 1. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner, Corey the Iron Man Ramsey. Corey, what do you say? We just kind of lighten things up a little bit and let's talk about how good Santa was to us. Yes. Well, you know what? I'll just start out. Santa was good because people that I know were relatively healthy and relatively happy. And that to me was the most important thing, including all of you in the podcast. You know, I heard from, I heard from a lot of people I saw on social media that People are just doing well. They had a good meal. They had a roof over their head. And then to me, that was just the most important thing. Just get through the day, have a great day, and just be happy. So that made me, that made me happy. You know, and of course, a good, uh, you know, just a good uh, relaxing day with Robin with a Y, which was nice. Uh, just opened our presents and we just hung out. We just, uh, she cooked a great meal and that was that. It was just very, very low key. Um, yeah. yeah, and Santa was really good to Corey. And- yeah. um, <laughs> Was Mrs. Santa good to him? <laughs> That's why my back is hurting right now. <laughs> and we were going to do a little, uh, Christmas and birthday celebration. Damien just turned 19 this past Sunday. And uh, we're going to do a, a, a little celebration with them last Friday. And then Damien got COVID. And so we had to push that off. But yeah, it was yeah, a good no, holiday. Yeah, a he no, he didn't have a fever, but he had no t- sense of taste or smell. Um, out like a week and a half 
out. So it's been two weeks now since he had, since he got it. And he, um, I think it's two weeks. Anyways, whatever. He, he uh, has no sense of taste or smell. He said his body ached like crazy. Like even his eyeballs, when he's looked side to side, he said his eyeballs hurt. That's how uncomfortable he was. Um, and he just felt like he had a really bad cold. He, it hurt to, it hurt his chest to breathe and, and it hurt to cough. Whenever he yeah. breathed in, yeah. he said he coughed, but he never had any problems with breathing or anything like that. Thank God. That's almost identical to what uh, Karen, the queen of Queens, almost identical to what you yeah. thought about the achiness and getting tired very quickly. Yes. Feeling like you're on a boat all the time, like you're on mm -hmm. moving water. You know, Yikes. and um, yeah, yeah, but but this, you know, and the here's the funny thing. Um, we get a call from social services after she tests positive, and this nurse wanted to have a talk to make sure we're doing the protocol and yada yada yada. And um, so I said, okay, what should she do? And she said, well, she should take Theraflu, maybe some Mucinex, um, a little Tylenol. And I said, that's everything you do for a flu. What's the difference? How, what, what, what do we do differently for this super duper virus? And she said, well, stay home and stay away from the people. I said, that's, that's the flu stuff. <laughs> what, what's going on here? It's, it's exactly flu stuff. So yeah. It's like there's no difference. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I just, I'm suspicious as to what you know what the real method is to combating this i mean if it's really worse than the flu and it's really this bad and blah 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 then why aren't we doing things that are different than we would for the flu well so you have to understand that the symptoms are similar however they affect people differently so they didn't affect i mean karen was miserable for a couple of weeks but she's she's getting better. She didn't have to go into the hospital or anything like that. But there are people that have all kinds of pre-existing conditions. And those are the people that have to go to the hospital, that have to go to the ICU, that have to get intubated, et cetera, et cetera. I said, um, mentioned on Stephen's podcast earlier that um, Abigail, my daughter, and my daughter-in-law, Tara, both have been gotten the vaccination. Um, they're both nurses. Uh, Tara is actually... a a COVID, uh, she's in the COVID ward at Sharp Memorial. So she is like completely frontline and Abigail is also a frontline worker. So they've been uh, vaccinated, which I'm very glad about. I personally am not going to get it, but um, I'm glad they have because they need it. They need that protection. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's the, the big thing about it is that, um, you who, Jack. <laughs> Yes. You're not yeah. paying attention. So no, no, I, um, it's not Karen. Karen just walked by um, because she's staying in the other in the other bedroom, and um, literally, I peeked up at the TV while you were talking because I got the sound off. And Corey was asking earlier, "What has he done that's treasonous that would require?" And several top aides just resigned from the Trump administration amid these riots that they feel he's responsible for. Nice. So Very I'm nice. Sorry about it. I'm sorry. I was going to save that for the end of the show, but I didn't want you to think I wasn't listening because I was absolutely listening. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I'm sorry. I just no, happened okay. to look up and I thought, oh my God, 
several top aides bailing out on him. Well, you know, it's, it's really no different than the beginning of his presidency. Remember how many people uh, resigned and how that was like a revolving door when he first right. got into office. Right. People were right. dropping like flies. So, right. And anybody who didn't quite agree with him was either fired yeah. or told to resign. But I, I was yes. very surprised that these aides not only have resigned, but have resigned because they feel he was personally responsible for what happened at the Capitol today. Nice, excellent. So, uh, anyway, so um, I didn't mean I didn't mean I did not mean to interrupt you at all. I promise you that. No problem. I just was so, shocked because I feel like I feel like this is one of those before and after moments in American history. Right. So the big thing, I mean, I just guess the biggest thing about it is that it just depends on your comorbidities, and if you have pre-existing conditions that that really make it uh, so that you're, you're high, uh, you know, high probability that you'll contract the virus, then those are the people that you really have to watch. And it's a good thing that Karen, nothing happened to Karen. It's a good thing. My sister had it too. Nothing happened to her. Um, you know, she had it and recovered and everything is good. So. Well, that's Karen, Karen can't wait to get her sense of taste and smell back. She, oh, can't wait sure to, she cooks these meals and she's asking me, does that smell good? Does that smell good? <laughs> <laughs> Has she I'm lost like, weight? Wow, yeah. Has um, she lost yeah, weight? She lost weight. Yeah, she's lost weight, but, but that's a byproduct of of the fact that she she not she's not enthusiastic about eating. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine her eating like that's part of the big thrill and enjoyment of eating is like the taste and the smell. And if you don't have that, right. like, who wants to eat? Right. Well, I tell you what, we we actually spent um a very similar christmas to the way you guys spent it we got up kind of slow because i i actually worked the night before and um we kind of got moving a little late in the morning um we had some movies we wanted to watch some christmas movies and we were literally opening up um a gift about every 30 or 45 minutes we'd open up a gift and then continue watching some Christmas movie. My favorite. What's your favorite Christmas movie, Robin? Oh goodness. Uh, I love um It Happened One Christmas with Marlo Thomas. Really? I've never yeah. seen it. Oh and my I gosh. It's a Thomas. it's a remake of um the one with Jimmy Stewart, I think, where he he wishes that he had never been alive. My favorite Christmas movie. Is a movie called The Family Stone ah. with Craig T. Nelson and Diane Keaton and oh. um, Sarah Jessica Parker and um, I think it's Claire. Da is it Claire Danes was in Homeland? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. And um, it's got an all-star cast. It's uh, Luke Wilson, and um, it it's a fantastically realistic family movie it's it, it's not the perfection of the movies from the 50s and 60s where everything is just jolly twinkly and i mean this was like a real family with real issues and and and, and uh um uh rachel mcadams is in it and um but it's a great it's a great very funny very funny film it's a very yeah. funny look at a real family with real issues what about no, you Corey? what's what's your favorite well christmas movie um, you know what? I like the Family Stone because I've seen that. 
and I uh, I watched it actually uh, maybe a year after it came out. I want to say like twenty like two thousand six, a year Look after it came you. out. It came out in two thousand six. That's when it came yeah. out. Yeah, because I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it like before one of my uh, uh, deployments. But anyway, my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. 1988. Mm. Am I speaking to the chief of police? Yes. Great movie. Great Christmas movie. Karen, Karen, Queen of Queens, does not think that's a Christmas movie, but that's a Christmas movie. He's saving Christmas. Mm. You know know what? Since we brought up movies, I'm going to tell you guys about the most, and I watched it once before uh, when it came out around 2004. The most disturbing movie that I've ever seen in my life, not the scariest, but the most disturbing, has to be Saw. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe. Now, I saw it once, and I was half paying attention when it came out in 2004. And I was more or less laughing, and I don't know what else I was doing. But this time, I just watched it the other night, because Robin with the Y... Uh, after like five minutes, she checked out. She was like, "I'm out." That's that's a very interesting premise for a film. Very interesting premise. I just, I couldn't watch it. I was literally physically nauseated by it because it was just, it was so (laughs) disturbing. (laughs) I'll tell you what, Robin. The second one, they actually stepped up their game and saw two. Saw two. Oh my God. The thing, I'm not going to give away anything. But Corey, you know the thing with the lock. I have to see it again. Oh my I mean, gosh! Yeah, I've only the seen with the, the thing with the lock and and the key and oh my god! I'm sitting there going, "What kind of a mind writes yeah. this movie?" Yes. I mean, just in the first one, where the girl was worried about the jaw thing, and you're just imagining what yeah. that was like. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, what? Yeah. And, yeah. and and you know what's funny in in Saw, you know there's the two guys across from each other in the bathroom, but they can't mm-hmm. reach each other, right? Yes. You know who one of those guys is? It's it's the guy from Princess Bride. Yeah, Carrie uh, Carrie Eves. Who's? I don't know how you Elvis. say it. Elvis. What's that? Elvis. E L W E S. Which God. one is that? The one that was the doctor or the kid? The doctor, blonde hair. Yeah, it was a doctor. Yeah, he is he is Buttercup's love as you wish. (laughs) Hmm. But yeah, I couldn't watch that is a twisted, and that's not a Christmas movie, by the way. No. (laughs) It's it's the most it's the most disturbing movie that I've ever seen. But you know what's although if they had put gifts between the two guys, it could have been a Christmas movie. (laughs) Do you know that they're having um the ninth installment of that movie coming out uh, uh, in a few months. A song? They made eight yeah. of those? Yeah, there's been eight of those movies. That franchise is crazy. People love that franchise. Wow. wow. It's yeah. pretty clever. Robin, wow. you, know you, should, you should motor through the first one, but, <laughs> but then you got to see the second one. But I'll tell you what, don't watch it too close to when you go to bed. Because it'll uh, it'll stay in your mind while you oh, sleep. Oh, I'm sure. You know, it just yeah. it, and I saw all the way up until when they were talking about. I don't even remember how they got to it, but they were at the scene of a um, 
of a death and the guy it was a, a heavy set guy that had to like work his way through blade uh wires or whatever and he made it like three quarters of the way through and then he he died and they were the police officers were there the investigators and they were like well he did pretty good considering he got three quarters of the way through and i was like <laughs> oh my god it was just horrifying well i'll tell you what they have a, they have a scene in one of those soft films in which um they've got a guy sitting in a, a chair and the chair has arms and the his wrists are cuffed but in front of his face are sharp blades yeah and the blades are connected to the cuffs so in order for him to get the cuffs off his wrists he has to push forward with his face into the <gasps> blades and literally cut uh, his face open to release the cuffs off his wrists you know when i was when i was a kid i loved slasher movies i loved gory movies oh my god the gorier the better i loved it i loved scary rides and everything the older i've gotten and i don't know if it's because technology has changed so much that everything is so realistic but and, and then also when i had children i just was like this is just too much. I just can't it handle like be a combination of the two. Yeah. But, yes. but the realism, the realism, the efforts that, that filmmakers made to make those things more realistic. When you look at 1976, The Omen, there's a scene where a plate of glass comes off a truck and chops yes. this guy's head off. But yeah. if you watch it, you can pretty well tell it's a dummy. And but you know, yeah. it's kind of like early Star Wars. You could see the flaws in the special effects, but the yes. special effects of nowadays, it's like you're witnessing faces of death. It's like, yeah, real, real exactly. yeah. yeah. It, it just disturbing. Uh, disturbing. Yeah, it's, called, uh, it's called spiral. That's going to be the, uh, the next, uh, the next installment, the ninth installment. I do suggest you give it a shot, Robin, watch at least the first two. And and you'll be curious because I didn't know they made eight of them, but I I have watched I think four of them. And we um, have we have number one, number three, and what was that last with the final one? And I, yeah, and I think five or six. I'm not sure. It's called like the final cut or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Well, you gotta watch. You gotta watch the second one, but you gotta watch watch the first one and then watch the second one. But I'll tell you what, you won't become desensitized the way they made those. It's like you're witnessing a crime. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need that. Like, I don't need that in my soul, you know? Like, you know, really. Like, so, you know, we, we talk about having a healthy diet, and I eat, I eat healthily most of the time. But part of your diet is also what you hear and what you see. And, like, seeing stuff like that, that hurts my soul. You know, it really does. Like, I just, ugh. It, it like tarnishes it. it. It's a fine line between gratuitous violence and gore and making it look like, oh, look what just happened. Yes, like, I agree a with fine that. Line they walk where, where it looks like, oh my God, that just happened. Like that looked like yeah. that scenario could happen. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I agree. Anyway, but those are not yeah. Christmas movies. But I do, <laughs> I do think, I do think. A couple of drinks 
And I think you kind of, you kind of, because the first one is, is absolutely the easiest to take. They stepped it up each, each, like, it's almost like you're going from single A ball to double A ball to triple A ball to the major. Paco, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what is your Christmas movie? Oh, it would have to be a Christmas story. You're going to cut, you're going to shoot your eye out. Yeah, I had a Red Rider as a kid. Me and my brother, well, my brother got the, yeah, well, I, well everyone had a Red Rider as a kid. I mean, right? I didn't know that that was your favorite Christmas movie. Did you know I did the stage show of that? Wait, so you played the father? I played the old man, yeah. Dang. That's, that must have been yeah, funny. I did the stage show. I did it at a theater in Mission Valley. And um, and I actually really enjoyed the stage show version of that. I liked it more than the, the movie, which they play ad infinitum through Christmas. But um, I didn't know that was your favorite. I'll get, I'll get, we'll make a copy of the stage show that I did. And, um, and you'll, you'll get a chance to see me as the old man because I, I actually really enjoyed that character. I did not know that was your favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, no, that one was always on TV, obviously, but I just it just gives me like warm memories of, of Christmas, especially as a kid. And because, you know, it was always just me and my brother. So I could see the dynamic between Ralphie and uh, Randy. You remember my cousin Anthony we had on the show? Yeah. The pool player? Yeah. He literally watches that marathon for a day. And every time certain parts come up, he laughs. Like, I mean, he literally is watching it 12 times in a day, and he watches it for a day. I don't know how. And he laughs, I mean, the he laughs like it's the first time. And he goes, <laughs> and sometimes you hear him, and he's like, and his tongue got stuck. How funny is that? All right, let me ask you this then. Hey, so, Jack, um, how did you guys, did you guys actually have a bunch of bloodhounds running on stage? Is the Bumpus Hounds, or well, how is that the, done? The Bumpus, the Bumpus Hounds we did through um, a stereo system without bringing dogs in. Mm. And, um, and they were, they were in the wings, but it sounded so real that the audience jumped thinking there were a bunch of wild hounds about to come on stage. They thought the audience thought there were dogs in the house. I mean, they did a good job of the sound system. You know what? We'll, We'll burn a copy and I'll, and I'll give it to you. Okay. It was actually, it was actually a pretty good production. And, um, Patricia, um, Elmo Costas directed it. And um, I've worked with her many times and she's very talented and she took it on because she had never done that project. And she thought that was a challenge with a live audience. Nice. Yeah. So, so um, Baco, you want to take a break and then we'll, we'll get on, talk about the playoffs and um, have a little fun with football and then kind of call it a night. You got it. All right, man. No. Let's, take, let's take a couple of minutes and we'll be right back. Is your small business, company, or corporation under a legal attack from a disgruntled former or current employee? It often happens where an employee decides to go for a money grab, hoping the business will just settle to make it go away. Well, this is wrong, and Paul Sorrentino of the firm Jackson Lewis knows this is wrong, and he consistently puts a stop to this method of extortion of businesses. Paul Sorrentino fights for you and protects you from sending out a message that you're an easy target. Paul Sorrentino is considered to be one of the five best attorneys in all of California. Many believe he might be the greatest labor attorney in the country. He represents individuals who may be getting taken advantage of by unscrupulous employers, as well as representing small businesses that might be wrongfully under fire. 
Paul Sorrentino of Jackson Lewis is the premier attorney when it comes to labor law. He represents several corporations that depend on his expertise in class action suits in which the corporation is being targeted. There have been times when opposing counsel has walked into court, realized they have to face Paul Sorrentino, and immediately moved to dismiss instead of letting the judge see that they're going to get shredded by Paul Sorrentino. Having Paul Sorrentino as your attorney is like having a legal superhero on your side. For any of your legal labor issues, call Paul Sorrentino of Jackson Lewis at 619-573-4900 and rest easy knowing Paul Sorrentino will take the best care of you. Call Jackson Lewis at 619-573-4900 and ask for the legal superhero Paul Sorrentino. Tell him JV to the pros recommended you make that call. And we are back with season three, episode one of JV to the Pros. I'm Jack Vecchio with my partner, Corey, the Iron Man Ramsey, and of course, our last man standing. Hi-yo. All right, Corey, let's go. Uh, let's talk a little bit of playoffs. Let's talk about some surprises. Let's talk about the fact that um, the Jets and the Patriots have the same tea time <laughs> for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> Yes, they do. And Trevor Lawrence. Let's get, let's get something out of the way. I literally had a text ready for you as the Jets were up 14-7. And I, I had it ready. I was My thumb was on the send button. And then all of a sudden, the Jets give up three touchdowns to the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course they did. Well, well, just think. You don't have to worry about Trevor Lawrence. He's going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. He'll enjoy yeah. Florida. But yeah. um, it's kind of weird that you guys are not in the playoffs for the first time since 2000, um, I'm going to say eight, 2008, was it? Um, and, and, and just by the way, 2008 is the last time the Jets beat the Patriots in, in, in New England. But I thought they had that game in their hands. But yeah, okay. So Trevor Lawrence is gone. We lost that game. That's gone. Our head coach is gone. Our defensive coordinator is gone. And I think Donald is gone. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think that's smart, but okay. You I know. just don't think he's got the chops that we thought he had. All right. So, um, so here's the thing. I don't think anybody expected the Bills to drop 56 on Miami <laughs> when they got nothing to play for. They dropped 56, beating Miami by 30. I mean, so I think that was, but the Bills, I think, are in, are in the conversation against the Chiefs. I think the best thing that can happen for the AFC Championship game would be the Chiefs against the Bills. I don't think Pittsburgh is a realistic factor. I don't, I, I, I certainly... I got to I got to sit there and think maybe Tennessee, I don't know. I mean, um I Indy, you know, I I I just what do you think about the AFC picture? I don't think anybody beats the Chiefs. I think um there's one team that I'm hoping that can knock the Chiefs off. It'll be in the Super Bowl and that is Seattle Seahawks. I think that's the you one team see, that you don't see Green Bay controlling this through Lambeau. No. No. Well, so, you said it earlier that Aaron Rodgers 
is having one of the greatest years of his career. And I'm start I started looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, Aaron Rodgers, when he has a threat in his career, he plays better. When he doesn't have a threat, his numbers go down. And sure. the fact that they drafted a quarterback and the fact that people started talking about maybe his skill set was dropping, all of a sudden he has maybe one of the two or three best years of his career. Yep. He's got a 17-year career, and he completely kicks butt this year. Like, unbelievable. And then they're going to get a bye, so they just have to win two games to get themselves to the Super Bowl. And you don't think Green Bay is going to be able to do that? No. So, I mean, just to rattle it off, um, so this weekend we have uh, a few games. We have six games. So I'm just going to rattle off who I think is going to win. So you've got the Bears versus the Saints. I think the Saints take that with Drew Brees. No problem there. Ravens and Titans. I have the Titans coming out uh, on that. Colts versus Bills. Interesting game. Upset special. I have the Colts winning. Whoa! Upset special. Oh my gosh. Rams and Seahawks. Rams and Seahawks. That's going to be a damn good game. That's going to be a fun game. But I look for the Seahawks. That's my Super Bowl. Yeah, I was going to say, you've already picked them for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's my Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl pick. Browns and Steelers. I've got the Steelers taking that. It's not ready for the Steelers. I got the I got the Browns. Got the Browns. Even though their their head coach just tested positive for COVID. Um I got um I, I, you know I, I'm leaning Tennessee's way. Mm-hmm. Um obviously I'm looking at the Bills. I think the Bills motor through. Um uh I think I think the Rams can upset the Seahawks. Um and I also think I think it's a no-brainer that the Buccaneers didn't care if Washington won or if the Giants won that division. I think the Buccaneers could beat both those teams at once. Okay. Now, here's what I'm going to say about that. On paper, yes, Buccaneers. But here's the thing to keep in mind with the Bucs. I mean, with the uh, the um, red, uh, the Washington. The thing that they do best is rush the quarterback. Ryan Kerrigan, Chase Young. Jonathan Allen, they have some dogs. And they're going to put the heat on Brady. If they don't protect Brady, that's an upset. It's all about Brady. Brady. Brady's at his worst when he doesn't have that three or four seconds back there. You get in there quick on Brady, and it rattles him all the time his whole career. He can't move. He's 43. Like, just in the past, you know, he could move around in the pocket. That dude is a statue now. So if they don't protect him, I'm telling you, and with Alex Smith, who's a competent quarterback, Redskins sneak and win. I'm, I apologize. Washington sneaks and wins that game. I don't, I don't see that at all. I don't see I think, that at all. I think, I think even if Brady has a bad game, that defense, I think, I think, I think it would be I think it would be insulting to the game if 
if a seven and nine team <laughs> goes through the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's happened before. We've seen the Seahawks do that a few years ago. 2012, they were seven and nine and they won their first game. So I mean, uh look, I mean, here's the thing with the Bucks. While they're super talented, how many like really quality wins do they have? You know, like their main win is that they beat the Packers. But generally, and they beat up on bad teams. So all I'm saying is just watch for that. And the score could be 45 to 10, but they better protect Brady. As much as Brady and Belichick love each other, and there's probably no doubt that they consider each other football family, I think Brady, as competitive a person as he is, wants nothing more than the fact that he won without Belichick and Belichick didn't win without Brady. And he would like to at least get through the first round of the playoffs and have a win in the playoffs while the, while the Patriots watch. Yeah, he needs to do, yeah, he needs to do that. I mean, you know, I mean, look, I mean, imagine if Brady could play the Falcons every year. I mean, like <laughs> play them every game and in well, the playoffs. The thing is, Brady couldn't have drawn a better opponent. I mean, there isn't any weaker opponent in the NFC than the NFC least. Well, the Giants, he needed to, uh, he'd have been better off playing the Giants. Well, he can't beat the Giants in the playoffs. We know that. (laughs) (laughs) No, he'd have been better off. He'd have been better off playing them. But, you know. The Giants weren't worthy. Obviously, Dallas, Philadelphia, no, that whole division wasn't worthy. I think, yeah, I think, I think Buccaneers win that game by 24. I think they win that game big. Yeah, likely. Yes, likely they will, they will win. They will win that. Um, and I'm voting for Brady. I want Brady to, to at least get out of the first one. You know. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm rooting for the Bucs because of Bruce. I, I I think the fact that he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback, he's got it going on. I I think I think I'd like to see him, you know, take the next step and then see what happens in the second round. So um All right. I I I I just got a ticker on the on the bottom of the thing. Um, we do this show out of San Diego and this woman who got shot at the Capitol today yes. from San Diego. That's, uh, I just, I, I, I was like, okay, I, I kind of thought she was probably from Virginia or Maryland, right up in that area, but she's from right here. Um, anyway, um, uh, sorry about that. I think Green Bay sits back and gets to enjoy their buy. I think KC gets to sit back, enjoy their buy. But I think KC probably would hope that somebody else knocks off the bills. Well, they're probably going to get their wish. I, I'm I'm looking at an upset. If there's going to be an upset, it's going to be the Colts. And it's funny because you and I both do not see the Steelers as an upset threat. No. But I do think I'm going to call it, I think the Browns beat the Steelers. Okay. Yes, that's my call on that one. 
it'd be fun to see. I mean, uh, look, I mean, with the Patriots not being in, I can actually sit back and just enjoy this. Enjoy this. Not have to worry about text messages, tweets, phone calls, and I can just enjoy. <laughs> I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss football on Saturday, as um, my bestie, um, my buddy Paulie, and I are going on a motorcycle ride up to Riverside. He wants to look at another RV. He's got okay. He's got two massive RVs on his property, and now he wants another one. So um, he's he wants to go to take a look at it. The two of us. Going on a little lover's ride on our motorcycles. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'd be a good time. But but I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna have to watch all the highlights later. But I I, I know I know what you're predicting. I got I got what you're saying, Paco. How do you feel? Just fine. All right. Don't call him the best color man in the business for nothing. <laughs> 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 he, he, he's like he's like that joke um that um uh oh, what's his name uh lewis black says easiest thing in the world in, in the whole world the easiest job is being the weatherman in san diego watch this hey you want to tell us what the weather's gonna be like yeah fine <laughs> now guys like always it's always a pleasure this is a great show and uh I hope to do season three, four, five, and all the way to syndication. All right, I'm that's a good do it on your lap. As soon as this COVID's over, I'm doing the show on your lap. Oh God, you know, man. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, guys, seriously, let's say we all get vaccinated. We'll have a vaccine party. I'm not getting vaccinated. You're not trusting. You don't trust it one bit. First of all, I I live with a woman who's got COVID, and I don't have it, and I haven't had a cold since 1996. My immune system is just fine, and I don't trust a vaccine that was rushed through in a six-month period. <laughs> I mean, I just don't trust a vaccine. Like, I don't want to wake up and find an ear on the back of my head. Let me ask you something, Jack. Do you think your immune system might be attributed to uh, something in the in in the genetic makeup of most Italian-American men? So maybe the cholesterol no, from all no, the... No, no, no. In 1996, I ran into a guy by complete fluke who was telling me, that the reason people get sick every year uh, in the in the winter is because around end of August, September, middle of October, they start developing spores in the back of their throat, and they don't gargle with sea salt and hot water, which clears that out, and it keeps you from getting sick. And he said, once you get through the first year, your immune system gets stronger, and the second year your immune system gets stronger. Well, it's been 25 years. My immune system's just fine. All right. And that's a I great place. Twice a week with sea salt and hot water. And I'm sure the pharmaceutical companies don't want me really bragging about that because sea salt's like a dollar a ton and it seems to work fine. And I know um, Karen gargles with it, but she also battles diabetes. So she was more susceptible COVID for sure. I'm negative. All right, guys. That's a great place for us to leave. Hey, this was a great, great first episode for season three. Paco, you've done good. Send it over as fast as you can, and we'll get this thing posted as immediately. Lickety split. This is season three, episode one of JV to the Pros. 
We are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn. We are on, go ahead, go ahead, Corey. We're on iTunes. iTunes, iHeart, Spotify. I mean, we're everywhere. Spotify. And JV and Rose all spelled out on Instagram. JV and Rose on Facebook. And you can email us at JV and Rose all spelled out at gmail.com. That is season three. Episode one on January 6, 2021. My partner in crime, my good friend, Corey, the Iron Man Ramsey, who has never missed no. a show. And he happens to live with my ally in politics, Robbie <laughs> the Rye in the Nets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Paco, we give you a hard time, but we love you. Thank you, guys. I the appreciate last man it. standing, you are controlling all the technical stuff. Yeah, Paco, we couldn't do without without you. Hailing frequencies, Captain. (laughs) All right. Great show, guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.